Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Gareth and Gia. On this week's episode, we have a little combo moment. We are going to be discussing the leak of the Barbie that we talked about last week. And we are going to be rating slash ranking Mariah's number ones. So first, let's go into the doll. On last week's episode, we were talking about this speculative moment of a Mariah doll possibly being leaked. We had no idea what it was actually going to look like or anything. But literally, as soon as we were done recording that episode, either like that night or the next day, the images of her drawing were leaked and then images of an actual doll were leaked. And Gareth was right on the money with the freaking ensemble. Um, you literally guessed that shit correct. So do you want to tell them what the doll actually looks like? I mean, we were talking, we were speculating a lot and obviously our ideas were going backwards and forwards with our imagination or delusional thing of like what we want from a doll and I feel like we were running with loads of ideas anything that popped in our heads we were like and I got to the point and I literally it was literally just an empty thing and I just thought actually you know what it was like a little teeny tiny light bulb at the back of my head sort of that just went on and I just thought I think I said it exactly like this as well like it's probably gonna be the Marilyn Monroe dress I mean, I can you were like in all reality or something yeah. or like we were getting so carried away with ourselves but then we're bringing it back and yeah. we're like it's actually just gonna be this like yeah. it's gonna look just like this and then I was like oh yeah with the with the thing on her hip the snowflake mm. and I'm glad well let's save our opinions for a second but mm. yes you were correct yeah and it is trying to give that Marilyn Monroe dress yes <laughs> They were obviously listening. <laughs> and overnight, would you just I mean, like, there's no it. way. There's no way. That was so quick. That was, we that literally was. like finished recording and then like the drawing came out. How so, strange. yeah, it's crazy how that stuff works. We haven't talked to each other about our opinions of the actual look of the doll. No, um, have you seen the reaction from the Lamely and our comments on the posts and everything? I, I have. Obviously, we've been posting with the release of the last episode, our little speculation episode before the leak, even though it came out after the leak. And so, yeah, I've seen some of the comments. I I was really excited by the drawing. And I thought, okay, the drawing looks really in keeping with the brand of Mariah and the brand of Barbie and anything pretty much that Mattel do in reference to Barbie, you know? So I thought, okay, it's going to look really nice. It's going to be elegant. It's going to be exactly like how we said with the, the expensiveness of it, you know? And then the, <laughs> then the pictures started to leak. This is just in order of how I was witnessing it all. And then, yeah, I saw the pictures of the doll and I just, I mean, I wasn't too sad I thought this is a prototype like if this looked expensive and still shit then I would have been a bit down about it I do feel like everybody kind of lost their shit a bit prematurely I mean I get where everyone's coming from because this wasn't really worthy of a leak but somebody felt it was I feel like it was a prototype because doll prototype leaks happen a lot Mm. and I saw them a lot with the little mermaid and the Barbie movie so one thing that happened that was huge was the head sculpt for um, Margot Robbie's Barbie doll leaked, and everyone was up in a frenzy. They were saying it looked a fucking mess. It looked terrible. But then mm. when it came out, 
and people got better looks at it. It looked pretty good. Mm. So the vibe I got from these leaked photos was prototype vibes, but it could definitely look better in person or stuff like that. I will say the quality of that dress was not giving. (laughs) Definitely not. I think they could have done like a sequin or a rhinestone or like even just like a fake cheap, like Michael's like fake Swarovski crystal. Like they could really glue on like some little crystals or something. I thought that could have been better. I do really, really, really appreciate at first when I saw the leaked from far away photo, I was like, oh my God, no, her hair is too blonde. It's way too light. I wanted it to be more of like a honey tone blonde, like Mm -hmm. just a little bit more golden. It looked a little bit too neutral or cool toned at first. And I thought it was way too light of a level for Mariah's look. Like, I mean, Mariah's giving like level nine, level 10, if anyone's in the hair thing, like you already know. Mariah's definitely got light pieces, but she's got this lived-in balayage look where her roots are more grown in and dimensional toward the root. So I was very like, it looks way too blonde close to the root. And that was really throwing me. And it really gave me a Shakira, Britney Spears type moment. It was very Britney, this doll, for me. Yeah, it is giving, definitely giving Britney vibes. But once I got a closer, better look, different angle, I was like, okay, there's some dimension in there. You could tell there was like a highlight and a low light and then a brown, little bit of brown Mm. in there. But it's not the kind of dimension I would want them to go for. I know I sound so extra, but I do hair. So like, I really like look Mm. at this sort of stuff. Like, and Barbies, I really love their hair. And I just feel like they could have done at least a rooted look, you know, it could have been at least like had a darker root if they didn't yeah. want to go full dimensional, full balayage. And like, I know that's so extra to try and do on and mass produce it. I definitely understand. But when Mariah is only known for like the butterfly ring, the red dress, the look, the diva, I feel like you got to nail those main things that you're going to do because... It's all of those like main five things that make her look like her face is so distinct, her hair. It's just a doll at the end of the day. So how do you make it stand out and look like Mariah? And I just felt like the biggest thing that took away from this one was the hair because and the dress too. the dress looked cheap and Mariah is a diva. She's extra. So just seeing that dress and the hair I think was the biggest things for me a lot of people are saying her mouth the mouth is not but for me it was the hair the mouth to me is standard Barbie it's standard Barbie the coloration of it is nice like that little like it's almost like a gloss instead of a proper lipstick it had that kind of like a honey peachy color to it and I thought that's quite nice it's kind of in keeping in what she does but there was no lip liner like she said she does she said it in the book that nowadays she uh, plumps her lip up like illusion in an illusional way with some lip liner and she's been doing that for a moment now like a long time so I feel like that should have been kept in with the lips the only thing is I didn't like about the mouth is that when with the real the real close-up of a, of the doll's face, you can still see the paint from the teeth on the top of the lip. And I thought, well, okay, 
that's just a toy. It's a toy. Fine. I can I can get over that. But if it's going to be expensive, no, get it right. The hair looked really cheap. I've never seen Mariah with that exact hairstyle unless it's in a high ponytail. Like that was not giving that. I said in the last episode that she had she's been for a while now she's been having that Beyonce Sarah Jessica Parker Leona Lewis kind of like like fall from the head and fall into waves like she's been having that for a long time now unless it's curly unless it's straight you know there are three main pretty much you know styles at least not so much the color but then the color is a separate thing so these like it falling from her head and just going into these big curls I just thought Mm, I don't know, but I don't know how you do it with Barbie's hair, you know? Like, I don't I know. I don't know how they do it with Barbie's hair either, but I do really wish it was just like giving more in the hair department. Like, I really wish that the hair was bigger. I wish that the hair was a little longer. I wish yeah. the hair was just deeper at the root and had like maybe like a money piece. And I know that's so fucking extra. But like it's those those little things like they could have put some blonde at the hairline, but had the rest of it rooted dark and then go into that blonde color and it would have just stepped it up like it really just definitely would have. I know it would have because I mean, I don't know if it would have like it could have looked a mess, mm -hmm. but it's just the it does seem a little flat and then go into like three three main curls and it would have yeah. been nice to have it be like either big curls throughout and just have it be longer a little bit or like kind of beach waves like loose bigger but like pressed in the box to make it look like it's being blown by a fan or something like she's on stage but like we said this is possibly a prototype i think so unfinished we don't know exactly how it's going to come out but if it comes out looking exactly like this i'm not gonna hate it i'm not gonna be like super mad but at the end of the day my first pick wouldn't have been a christmas doll anyway and y'all know i'm the grinch and i'm the whatever bitch about christmas but i'm just glad that i feel like it's different for me too because i've been into the dolls this year and then it's mariah so i'm just excited to have a mariah doll but yeah. If this was just like my biggest, most excitement of the year, which would be really sad, honestly, um, I'd be pissed because, bitch, I'm over Christmas and I know other lambs are too. I know they are. Like everyone can hate and anyone can say what they want to say. And I'm not trying to be a bitch or anything on this episode, but yeah, but I would just be feeling some type of way. Also, oh, girl. Let's talk about how there was already a Marilyn Monroe Barbie with that dress. So they're recycling, yes. they're recycling a Marilyn Monroe dress for Mariah. Let's talk about how this is Mariah Carey's first doll and she's wearing a dress that's inspired by Marilyn. Well, half of me thinks it's cute, but the other half of me is like, no, this is your queen of Christmas doll. You need to have it either be like the butterfly fairy queen dress or like just a red dress or the Nutcracker ensemble or the first album, the first Christmas album cover. Yeah. If we're doing Christmas, because I don't even want Christmas. I would have wanted Heartbreaker or Daydream or Honey, something like that. But I get it. She's the queen of Christmas. I knew it was going to be Christmas. Even on the last episode, I, did I say anything about it being Christmas? No. I feel in order to introduce a Mariah Carey doll to the masses, to the Lamely, I mean, of course, from a Lamely point of view, 
We're all like, give us these extra dolls. But in order to deliver it to the wider spectrum, the general public as a whole, I feel like Christmas is an obvious starting point. And it's the biggest time when people are buying toys for people anyway. Precisely, yeah. So it's a good idea. And I'm not, I'm really not knocking the Christmas thing as much as I'm knocking her wearing Marilyn's dress thing because the Nutcracker outfit just would have been more original, you know? The first Merry Christmas album cover would have been more original. But I feel, just from seeing this, obviously I strongly 100% feel this is a prototype and I feel that if they do an expensive version this will be the finished version of whatever this prototype is for will be it Christmas boom it's expensive it's pricey oh my god this is nothing like what it looked like a few months ago then I don't know if they'll do it for this year but maybe next year if this doll does really well they will then start releasing a nutcracker and then um a merry Christmas the first Christmas album jumpsuit you know there'll be a range and then i think off the back of that how successful that is we'll probably get more of a eras type number ones type kind of themed mariah and then you can buy extra outfits in little packages but that's all if it is successful if each one becomes this gives me one and done vibes definitely one and done it it does but i feel like the Lamely are going to go absolutely crazy. And we all know that there's people out there that are going to try and snatch these. They'll try and get like six, seven, eight, or even nine, just so they can sell them for ridiculous amounts of money. If you, if they don't make enough for more people to actually purchase them, because we all have to sign up for this. We all have to put our details in. We all have to put email address, passwords, blah, 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 all this stuff, you know? So how's it gonna, how are they going to like measure it of it being successful? But that's the thing, though. I don't think that it's going to be like, I mean, maybe I don't know how Mattel does that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What is what's the biggest stuff from them? Like their biggest doll ever was the Totally Hair Barbie in the 90s. Right. And then they did eventually bring back a couple reiterations of it. But that was years later, you know. I don't think they've ever done like a celebrity collaboration and then let's just keep doing it. Like, I don't think that that's going to be a thing, honestly. It doesn't sound like... I don't know about Mattel. I don't know who did all the like pop star Barbie dolls. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a thing that Mariah would have to do like herself. Yeah. Sell them on her website and stuff like that. I mean, if she could get a decent company behind her that does a really good doll and she'd be laughing all the way to the bank. And I think then each Christmas, this is a no-brainer, she could just try and, like, provide an era doll. Well, not each December, but a Christmas doll each December and then throughout the year. Or if she did a regular doll and a Christmas doll. I think, Each year, one, one each year. Like, deluxe, nice big dolls. Like, the fucking 17-inch limited Mm. edition Disney ones. If she did those, like, once a year, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. I know that not every lamb is a doll collector or anything, but I would certainly buy some Mariah Carey dolls. I feel like lambs, especially long-time fan lambs, whatever you want to call them, I feel like that they have been waiting since the 90s, since we were kids, you know? We've probably been waiting for a Mariah Carey doll. And anybody else that's joined on the lamb train since, what, 2000 onwards, 
probably not so much because of everything that went on, but then as she started to reclaim that success again and the, the mainstream attention, I feel like it was probably more around obsessed with the the Barbie dolls that are in the the boy's bedroom, the stalker's bedroom. And obviously then again with Apart My Face. And then it kind of went quiet a little bit. But I feel like since those two music videos, it's always been speculated. Mariah Carey doll, Mariah Carey doll, Mariah Carey doll. And obviously we know that there's some Instagram accounts that have had some custom made dolls and they're great and whatnot. But like, I just feel like now is the time that you you know you've got to a certain point in your career where every you've caught up with such a big fan base that everybody is probably now waiting for a doll and now this prototype is out it would be a little bit of a shame to just have it as just one little moment that's probably not going to be a huge part of her legacy especially she's so huge or she capitalizes so much around christmas time it'll be a bigger part of her legacy than mcdonald's god yeah totally but i mean we give gifts at christmas we don't give mcdonald's at christmas (laughs) so i feel like the doll resonates a lot more with people do i know a lamb do i know a lamb who's got a child who will like this doll do i know my gay best friend who would like scream to the high hills about like about receiving this doll like anybody who's been a fan of of mariah's from whenever is waiting for this yeah there's 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 just some things as well about the face is they've got the cheekbones i love the cheekbones the nose is okay the chin is eyeshadow i think the eyeshadow eyeshadow was like too much it's too brown it's too dark yeah yeah there's like loads of brown yeah, like anything that's like shiny it's or too shimmery. Close, like, right in her nose, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got the glorious tone. The tone of the brown on the actual eyes are lovely. But then the makeup, I just feel like it's a lot of darker tones. And I don't know, I lose myself in the eyes a little bit. So maybe I'm thinking brown makeup, brown makeup. But the eyes are lovely. I like the eyes. But the makeup needs to change. The chin and needs to be a little bit. The face sculpt is good, right? Like the face looks okay. The chin, though. The chin sort of like is sunken. I don't know if it's in comparison to the cheekbones, but just bring it out just slightly. Still keep it dainty and feminine, but just a little bit because it just looks too Barbie. And then we've got Mariah's cheekbones there and it's just a bit too, it just makes the chin look too small. Just a little bit slightly, not pointy or anything like that. Or I don't, we don't need a strong jaw, but just slightly in, in keeping with the skull, you know, again, this is a toy, this is a doll, you know, Gareth, calm the fuck down. But like, it just looked too tiny and too, I don't know, too Barbie for me, the chin. But I mean, it's pretty, it's very, very pretty doll. The skin tone is okay. What about the body? Well, she had that big dress on, which gets a little clumpy around the hips. So I don't really know too much about the body. Um, she's a little bit snatched, which is fine. It's, it's a Barbie doll. The legs... I don't know how I feel about the leg being bent in in the box. Those shoes, honey. No. (sighs) The shoes, yeah, the shoes look a little bit cheap. It's a toy. It's a doll. I have to keep reminding myself. I know. But But it's like 70 something dollars. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like $80. Fuck me. Well, for, for those kind of shoes, I want to see a chunky heel platform. It can be gold. It can be any fucking like shiny color. Even give it a sparkly red. I don't give a shit. I want to see something that resembles an expensive shoe. They did it with the Spice Girl dolls. They all have platform shoes on. Like, I mean, the Victoria Beckham shoes were a little bit questionable. But the rest had them. And so even like the 
the the baby one, she had like wedges, like sandal sandalized wedges. So they could do this with Mariah. I feel like with somebody like Mariah, then they're, they're missing out creating ranges. They like I said in the last episode, they did it with the Spice Girls. I think they did it with the Britney dolls as well. They had a couple of ranges. I'm sure they had like a regular, like a music video Britney. You could get like Sometimes, Baby One More Time, Crazy Definitely. Anything around the first album, I feel from memory. If there's more, I don't know, please let us know. There might have been even like a little tour moment range of Britney. I don't know, but there was definitely more. So I feel like with Mariah, yeah, let's give it a good whirl. Like it's a little late in the career, I feel, but Christmas is a good starting point. Even that it's like that doll or We Belong Together wedding gown or even the tunic. The tunic. Like, or wedding gown and have the tunic that'll hang it up next to you as one of the accessories that it comes with. That would be cute too. That would be cute too. Yeah. You know, I'm going to need that tunic later because I'm not going to be in this dress all day. I'm running off, you know? Right. Even some shake it off stuff. Yeah, a bathtub accessory. <laughs> Mariah's bathroom. <laughs> they could have done the MTV Cribs, Mariah's closet. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I'm happy overall with this doll. I know a lot of lambs are not. But just remember, I'm also coming from it from a already doll collecting perspective. Mm-hmm. Not just a I'm just here for the Mariah doll perspective. I'd still be pissed. I'm not a doll collector and I'm a little bit annoyed. Not that this is leaked. I'm glad it's leaked because obviously we want to see something and we want to talk about it. It gives us something to talk about as well and add to our, you know, our discussions on this podcast. But I do feel a little bit down because it's a Mariah product, especially as Mariah's all glitz and glam and over the top, like a Barbie doll is exactly that. So why would it be anything less than Mariah, you know what I mean? So the the thread on the dress, the seam, the material of the dress, you know. That dress, yeah, it's the dress for me. Like, forget the hair. Like, I really, when I saw the close-ups, there was more dimension. But that dress, girl, that dress is god-awful. Like, I'm so not sorry. Like It reminds me of an exfoliating. It looks like it would be uncomfortable to touch and to wear. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's like an exfoliating thing you'd use in the shower. It's like a Brillo pad. Yeah, it's like a Brillo pad. It looks exactly like a Brillo pad. And it's just, and even when you see the close-up pictures, it just confirms that theory. Like, it just looks like that, like a Brillo pad. So that you, like a metal scrub, you'd scrub something like a grease tray or something. Like, it just, yeah, it's not nice. The jewelry is just look. It's not embellished at all. No, no. We need we need more detail. Like like little diamante bracelets that are sewed into the dress, like hers were. I think they were, or at least sewn on the outside, like into the dress. Like it all looked so extra when she was in it, like extravagance. And this dress just looks like like you could probably get it with a Happy Meal, basically. The box, I like. The clearness of the box, but at least on the edges, there needs to be more going on to like sell what's inside the box. There's nothing selling what's inside the box. It's just like, here's your doll. It says Mariah Carey on Merry Christmas. Enjoy. And it's just like, uh, well, from a collector perspective, I am kind of happy if that is the box that it's really clear because I don't want to take her out of the box at all. So you want to see it from all sides. Any obstruction, I'm not here for it. But I do I do like when there is a little bit of trim or something. Maybe something. still open on the sides. Yeah. yeah. Like, An extension of the backdrop. Like a bit of snow at the front. Mariah Carey's like... Oh yeah, like 
wording little at the snowflakes top falling down no flakes like we did make our own little mock-up like yes i went a little bit crazy but that was kind of like a playtime barbie doll i made that for it wasn't like oh think think expensive think money i just thought okay how's this gonna look for playtime and i did go crazy with a little two box elements but i think in reality the the box structure of this leak looks quite nice but it just needs a little more something it's no like gold and like ribbons yeah and the backdrop isn't giving too much like light them up a bit i added some tones to like the mock-ups that was made like it should have been like a stage like this yeah. stage should have been a bad like that christmas tree that little you know christmas tree with presents on yeah. the stage with spotlights coming down like it it could have yeah. been like her at uh, her show yeah which i thought would have been a no-brainer but just the blue backdrop and yeah no definitely not because there's a lot going on with the backdrop of the prototype or alleged prototype let's say and you can't you don't notice any of it really it's like a few fur cones a few i think there might be a present there's a few massive like baubles like you know and it's just but it's all blue with a little bit of white to showcase the silhouette of things and it's just it just gets lost so it looks like nothing so they should do stage for the backdrop and they should bring the album covers into play for the bottom so snow at the bottom and a little bit of a new york sky like dark blue glittery sky with some snowflakes for the top where it says mariah carey stick a butterfly in the middle stick a butterfly wherever you bloody want but like her font needs to be somewhere on this box and it just has this weird like chunky merry christmas styled font which doesn't really look like it's the same and i feel like on the finalized version they either they either capitalize on the mariah carey font or they use the merry christmas font as the Mariah Carey Merry Christmas doll, I guess they're going to call it. I don't know. Instead of Mariah Carey Holiday Barbie. I mean, I guess they will call it that on the side on the little gold strip, but there needs to be something to sell it to the land, you know? Yeah, you're right. It definitely, this could all be like off and it could be a fluke and it could just be the the prototype and all of that. But I do think they got a little bit more to go, a little bit more of a ways to go with the doll. Hopefully, hopefully that was like from many moons ago. I was going to say, I was going to say. Since done some work on her, you know. They've probably been sitting on this in the factory. Like, I don't know how it works with Mattel, but they've probably got this. They made one or maybe a couple. And they were like, okay, this is what we've got so far based on, you know, the face recognition reviews. However, they do that. You know, this is what we've conjured up. We've got three. We've managed to make them. Let, this is just an example, guys. It's all alleged. I'm just saying a theory. It's not real. But, um, you know, they fire them out to whoever they, they need to be, like Mariah's manager, Mariah's agent or whatever. I don't know. One or the other or either or or both. And then one to Mariah. And then maybe another one to someone that's high up in Mattel. This is the doll. This is a prototype of the doll. This is what we're working with, but it's going to be better. And there's all these drawings like we got about... Of this is how it's actually going to look. This is what we're aiming for, but this is what we've got so far. And I feel like that's exactly where we're at because the thread on the dress, the quality is just all bad. And I think it's quite obvious when you look at it, you know, of course, this is not anything Mariah's signed up to. If it was a $25 doll, no complaints. I would. No complaints. Why would you sell that for to $25? somebody? Yeah, for got... 
for twenty five dollars. There's there's a thread coming out of the dress. The dress looks like okay, shit. okay. Minus the thread. If the thread wasn't there, a little bit more quality. Like the face, fine for twenty five dollars. I'll settle with that whole head. Probably not so much the hair, but the hairs. Uh, the hair on Barbie dolls is always quite clunky and chunky because there's so much like structure to it. And if you take it out the box as a kid and you brush the hair, because kids love that, then obviously it's going to look more more not real but more like in keeping with the actual like how it would look if they're a real person but curls usually go straight on barbie dolls because it's synthetic hair it's not natural hair so i don't know we're all speculating anyway here so i don't know but it's just we've just got to wait and see like i feel like a child in me is like i can't wait and see i want to see the finalized product now and now we've got something at least as a prototype. I'm just more excited as a lamb to be like, I want to see it now. So I'm just bubbling here, you know. Well, we'll just have to wait. I hope. I hope so. I mean, it, it might even happen. You don't even know. Like it might get to a stage. It's like, no, okay, we're done. Who knows? Okay. Well, with speaking about eras, let's move on to this week's episode where we go through ranking Mariah Carey's. Number ones, her 19 US number one. Oh, it's like, we're actually just going to rank them. Yeah, we thought that would be a little easier. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go from 19 to number one. And then... Like a chart don't counting. Too hard. I really threw this together quick. So don't even start with me. This could change at any moment, at any time. But this is just kind of my first thought. So oh if God. you go first, what's 19 for I, you, Gary? I made three versions. And there's like little bits in each three versions that change slightly. So I've got my final product here. So, okay. And I just threw mine together just now. So. <laughs> okay. So my number 19 is, thank God I found you. Oh my gosh. Same. <laughs> I wonder why. Thank All God right. I found the remix. Well, it's nice. I'm glad she had that. And obviously at the time she was trying it a lot to recreate the whole like one sweet day thing. So I kind of felt like, you know what? Credit where credit's due. Okay. And it was the timing. It was the late nineties, early two thousands for us over here in the UK. And yeah, good job. So we both yeah. have the same it, number 19. What do you Yeah, we both have the same number 19. For me, thank God I found you. It lives in the remix for me. We're not counting the remixes or anything. This is just the, the number one, the song, the single that went number one. For me, thank God I found you. I never listened to it. It's so forgettable to me. And I love the remix, though. So there's okay. that. All right. So what's your number 18? My number 18 is Don't Forget About Us. Are you judging me? No, it's, we'll get that. We'll get that. My, What's your number 18? My number 18 is I'll Be There. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. And that's purely... Oh, wow. Well, do you want to explain why yours is Don't Forget About Us? Yeah, for me, Don't Forget About Us is We Belong Together Part 2. And I just never remember i always forget about us like i always forget to listen to that song it's called don't forget about us but i literally never remember i actually forgot about don't forget about us when i was doing this and i had to remind myself oh shit don't forget about us and then i had to sort of like because of that i had to sort of like relive the song a little bit so i played the song i thought "Mm, it doesn't for me it doesn't deserve to be so low because it's okay 
of the, for the time and what it represents a little bit. It's like, okay, but it's really not that great of a song or of a number one, but I'm glad she still has it. But my number 18, I'll Be There, I just, I love it vocally. I do. And obviously it's one of those covers, like with the, the Without You cover, that's it's better because of her vocal delivery, but it just, it always reminds me of a lazy Sunday, which is nice. But if I'm listening to Mariah, I'm, I'm listening to her like at any time of my life. It doesn't matter what it is, party, gym, on my way to work, on my way home from work, uh, whatever it might be. We listen to it in the car, both me and my partner. Like, But I'll be there. It's it's so chill, even though it's all over the place vocally. And it is something that I could belt out, or attempt to belt out in the car alongside Mariah. But it's just a bit of a boring thing for me because it's a cover. We've said on this podcast before, covers just don't resonate as much because she's not singing her own words. So yeah, it just is that for me. So let's move on to number 17. You're muted. Oh, sorry. What's your <laughs> number 17? <laughs> Mine is actually Don't Forget About Us. Oh, girl. I wonder if any of ours will be similar again. But yeah, my number 17 is Someday. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. So why is yours Someday? So I never remember to listen to Someday either. And maybe Someday I will like that song more, but it's just not my favorite. But I don't know. It's just not, it's not really my thing from the debut. You know, it's not my number one from the debut. It's not, it's very Janet. And who's the other one? Paula. What's the face? It's very Abdul. much yeah that one. It's very much like that sound. I mean, I always felt like Paula Abdul was a rip off of Janet Jackson anyway. But Janet Jackson, it's very Janet Jackson. Like, but for, even for Janet Jackson, I feel like it's not memorable or throwaway. Like, it's not a huge sound. So for Mariah, it's kind of like okay. I mean, I could hear Whitney singing it, but again, it would be huge. It would be up there with like My Name Is Not Susan or one of those tracks. But like, it's okay. It's My okay. name is not Susan by Whitney. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like oh, okay. someday and my name is not Susan are kind of like on the same par, I feel. Like it's it's like, it's nice if it comes on. That like, gives me like a you need me. Or wait, what's the song with the wait a minute you need before me. you walk away? Okay, number 16, darling. Don't judge me, bitch. Mine's Dream Lover, okay? So mine is I Don't Want to Cry. Okay, girl. And I love okay. I don't, I love I Don't Want to Cry. And I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's the music video. I don't know. In my head. I, I just, love the I Don't Want to Cry. Yeah. I love I Don't Want to Cry. Especially the, like, the deepness. Oh, once again, we sit in silence. Yeah, I love that. And then the way it soars. Oh, the magic's gone. Yeah, I do like that. But there's just something about it. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's the forgotten about number one, really. Especially over here. It wasn't even released over here. Yeah, so Dream Lover for me, I love the remixes, but the regular version is just not what I go for or listen to on the regular at all. It's just not the sound I like from Mariah. The remixes are everything, though. Like, I could have rated it higher just for the remixes, but that's not what I wanted this list to be. This is just this song as it is. So Dream Lover album version, it's really not my favorite. Sorry if anyone loves it. I do really appreciate some of the vocals and the whistle note in the beginning, but the whole like, yeah, 
And I know that Mariah does her little doot-to-doos on many songs, but this doot-to-do song is really not my favorite doot-to-do-to-do-to-do song. So <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Okay, so we're on number 15 right now. Cruising through. Number 15. What's yours? Someday. Okay, okay. That's purely because of what I said earlier. Like, it is just like, it's nice for Mariah to have, at least, but it's just not anything spectacular. So what's yours? Mine is Touch My Body. Oh, okay. But to me, <laughs> Touch My Body is a great song. But just when I had to compare it to all these other number ones, the second half of the list is just songs I don't love as much as the first half. So Touch My Body is lower on the list. But I do love this song. For It's the first single I ever bought on iTunes. Yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about the song. It's just more childish less deep than some of the other number ones so so we move on to number 14 you want to go first mine's emotions that's really low that's not that low it's lower than what i was expecting you to set like have here like really i feel like i never am like oh my gosh yes emotions no but like you know? no i mean you said a few times like she, ha- she has to bring out an emotions moment or whatever it was that you said i know you said something about like of course she's gonna do emotions but like yeah that doesn't necessarily mean you love it but like I don't know. I thought higher slightly. I do like emotions. Like, see, I don't dislike any of these number ones except for Thank God I Found You. So, yeah, it's like, just... they all serve a purpose, which is why they were number ones and why people like them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Thank God I Found You is really the only song on here that I don't really like. Even Dream Lover, after what I just said, like, it still has moments that are fun. And, and I can't deny it's yeah. a good song. Thank God I found you. I don't think it's a good song. I don't like it. But what's your 14 again? Hero. Wow. See, that's really low. Well, I don't know if you remember a certain treacle episode where I chose I don't over Hero. And that's purely because, and I love Hero. And I love, I do love listening to Hero, but it's like, I have to be in a particular situation, in a particular mood. Like, if I'm on my way to work, let's say, and I'm listening to music and Hero comes on, I'm not listening to Hero. Maybe for the subject matter, if if I'm stressed from the day before, if I'm riding off the back of that, like, maybe I'd be a a little bit anxious. Like, okay, I've got to now work out. Like, if I've not finished what I was doing the day before at work, let's say, or even in life, because obviously we edit and do all this for the podcast. But, like, if there's something really stressing me out and I'm on my way into work and I know it's going to be a stressful or busy day, I'm not listening to Hero. I might listen to Hero after work, depending on what's been accomplished. And But beforehand, no, I'd rather just take the day as it comes. I don't want to influence anything in one way or the other. So Hero, to me, just isn't that listened to. I could listen to it, like either on the way to the gym or after the gym, but not during the gym, of course, because it just doesn't give the same adrenaline. But like vocally, like if it came on on my way to the gym or even if I was traveling home to see my my family, I could hit listen to Hero. It, it, it is calming, but it's triumphant. It's building, but it's not adrenaline for me. It's kind of the aftermath of something. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Number 13. So my 13 is One Sweet Day. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> so for me, One Sweet Day is cute and is big and it's iconic and it's one of Mariah's biggest selling songs. But I just don't love it. Like, I, it's not my, it's not my favorite. It's played out to me. What if you? But I it? love. I do think. 
I, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song, beautiful, beautiful gowns. <laughs> but if you were on a road trip with, let's say, I don't know, your parents or your siblings or or even if you're on your own at work, let's say, and it came on the radio, you're going to be there like enjoying the fact that Mariah's still being played on the radio. You're going to maybe sing along even in your head. No? And I'm going to live for that key change. I'm going to be so yeah. like, yes, come on. I know you're shining down on me. I know, but it's just not a song that I will go and listen to yeah. very often. Yeah, I get that. Well, <laughs> my number 13 is Touch My Body. Okay, see, my... My 15 was Touch My Body, so that's not that far. Like, come on. And I think it's only as high up as it is because of the... There's a lot going on vocally. Like... If there's a camera up in it. Like, the shift and the changes. Touch my body. And then, obviously, she gets a little bit bigger at the end, but she doesn't get too big that it's impossible so it's easy to sing along it's fun to sing along if you're vacuuming where no one else can hear you know it's that kind of song and it's fun it's always fun I mean it's it it, it's an easy forgettable song it's it kind of is up there a little bit with don't forget about us but I feel like if you were to put the two together touch my body probably would resonate more with don't forget about us just because it's slightly more fun yeah I think so I think it's a good time it, it's but it's like it's just completely unserious like to me it's not a song that i'm taking seriously at all like it's mm. touch my body really doesn't even like it's a good song and it's i'm glad it's number one but it doesn't like to me touch my body and thank god i found you like they don't even live in the same world as these other number ones so true even don't forget about us i think but i'm not trying to be super shady well, what's your number 13? Or wait, your number 12. Love takes time. Okay, that's not like crazy low, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of low. Mine is, it's a little low. And that makes me scared to say what mine is. Because oh. it's we belong together. How dare you? Well, I love we belong together. I really do. But um, it's a little overrated. I get Compared that. to like her other number ones. Uh, I'll get to We Belong Together when we get there, but I totally get what you're saying. It's It's been overplayed, it's been oversaturated, overperformed, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, I, I, I know what you mean. So shall we move on to our number 11? I think it works perfectly, though, because my number 11 is Love Takes Time. So ah. it's very number 12, which is why I was hesitant to speak on it. Okay. But, but yeah, so let's talk about Love Takes Time for a second and then okay. go into your number yeah. 11. Okay. Yeah. So why is Love Takes Time so low for you? So Love Takes Time is my number 12 in the countdown because I think at this point, it was just sad songs. Sad, I mean, Vision of Love isn't a sad song, but it just felt like a lot of ballads, a lot of like, hmm. And she was already falling into that kind of like, when she did fall into that adult contemporary kind of trap, really. And it was just like, it, that is a one a one lane. And that lane ended mid-90s, which is when she had fully shifted her sound. So in a way, it turned out well. But I think at this stage for that, it's just like, what else have we got? I mean, it was great to put on the album because it gave her that extra number one, which is what they did. It was kind of like the debut album's 
hero in a way like she nearly gave away hero like she nearly saved love takes time for the second album and it might not have had the same impact maybe it would i don't know but for me i just feel like it's a nice song but i have to be in the mood for it like hero yeah 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 <laughs> i agree it's not but like the second half of this list like even we belong together like i feel like from 11 to 19 these are songs that i barely go for ever oh really like yeah honestly and maybe i'm being a little dramatic including we belong together into that but i really don't think that love takes time we belong together once we day emotions touch my body dream lover someday don't forget about us thank god i found you like those are not really songs i go to often but we belong together i probably go to the most out of those okay so my 11 is emotions Okay, okay. Um, I mean, she, she's kind of halfway. I mean, if she is halfway, I think. But, like, it's a number one. It's a huge number one. It's a lead track of an album. It's a big one. A lot of vocal gymnastics. It's all over the place vocally. It's a little tiresome now the more she does perform it. Like, okay, of course. But, like, as a song, as a recorded track that did really well for her. Like, yeah, I think it's all right. It's very stuck in a time, though. Like... It is very early 90s, almost sounds 80s in a way. So I think it's okay to have it halfway just because of a nostalgic point of view that she keeps performing it. And it's okay. It's a celebratory moment of what her vocal capabilities have been, at least. Emotions, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do love an emotions moment um, live. And sometimes I... the. It's sad that Emotions is the only number one from Emotions, first of all. Yeah. Because I've really gotten into the Emotions album this last year, especially with that pink mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. So you already know where Make It Happen would probably fall if it was like a number one. You already know. So yeah. it just sucks that Emotions is so low on this list, but it really is just in comparison to all of these other songs for me personally, but I do really still like emotions a lot. And it is that vocal showcase moment. It's so extra. It's literally the most. It's very stuck. It's very stuck. And it doesn't matter what is done with it now. It's like, it's not going to live up to that particular recorded version that is stuck in that time. You know, there's a way of playing around with it. Yeah. Cause it's always going to be giving best of my love, honey. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So number 10. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised about my number 10, to be quite honest. Okay. I thought it was gonna rank way higher for me. There's a song, there's two songs up in my top five that I feel like a couple people are gonna be shook that are that high. But if you would have asked me a couple years ago, my all would have been like almost at the top of this list. Okay. But now she's number 10. Wow. And I don't know how we got to this point where um, these beautiful butterfly tracks are falling down so low. But I just think that I haven't listened to it in a while. I need to listen to Butterfly after we get out of this. Cleanse my spirit. Because <laughs> <laughs> even me saying this, I'm like feeling like anxious, anxiety. Like, dirty. <laughs> I feel dirty, yeah. Because I love my all. And it's one of her best songs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, And most one of her most vocally challenging. Mm -hmm. But 
it has this simplicity to it it's as well yeah. that if you want to look at it one way, less is more and it's very beautiful. Or if you want to look at it another way, it could be giving us more like other songs on this list could be giving more potentially. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much where I'm at with my all. But I love my all. Well, my number 10 is Vision of Love. That's not too far. We're, my vision of love is coming soon, too. To be fair, I, f- I feel like it's only there because it's kind of stuck at a time, but not really. Like, she can do stuff with this to make it... It's a ballad. Like, she can make it soulful. She can make it gospel. She, can, she can't do it anymore. Yeah. like <laughs> She can do certain things to make it happen, you know, like, with whatever she needs to do or wants to do. But, like, yeah. But if you think about it, a lot of people start out not getting number ones or start out not being so successful. You know, they might be low down on the chart, they might be top 10, they might be even lower, and then eventually they become whatever it is. And so I wouldn't be mad if this wasn't a number one, because I feel like that it would be even more sacred to the Lamely, because it would be like up there with Crybaby and like Breakdown or any of those number ones that people wanted or expected. You know, it would be that. And so... Stay the nizzle. Yeah, like or any of those songs. And I feel like it's it's definitely there with that, even though it is a number one. And even if it wasn't, it would still be as perfect and the unsung hero if it wasn't, you know? So it's purely well, just I because of that. Of love, I think like the bikini girl on American Idol trying to audition, like, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think I've seen that. The bikini girl. And then she argued with um, the model lady. And then on the season finale, they sang Vision of Love. It was messy. But that was the first time I ever heard Vision of Love. And then after I heard Vision of Love, I was like, oh, this is the song that everyone tries to audition to. So, yeah, for me, Vision of Love is like, like, you know how Broadway actors have like their audition song? It's like a pop Mm. girl's like audition song. it's that song that people want to touch and it gets oversaturated and people just need to not touch people just need to not touch Mariah Carey songs until they've signed that contract and they're locked in and it's like let's try this and then people can be like no but yeah it's it's that it's that it's up there with Hero and possibly through the rain for younger people but like yeah I do remember on X Factor over here Vision of Love would be attempted Hero without you and through the rain a little bit here and there. Oh, it's always without you as well. Yeah, Kenley. Yeah. yeah, it's always that. So Vision of Love can sit where it is for now, but like as a recording, as the actual number one recording, you know, song that was sold to make it go number one, I think it's it's okay. And, you know, like this could change. This is just our personal opinion where we are now. Like with the the album ranking and the what was the other one we did the set list like these things will constantly change and vision of love can jump up or jump down to be fair i mean i feel like it won't jump down too far it might not even jump up too far because it's the debut we're never going to get that quality again from anyone regardless of whether it's mariah or another person okay so moving on to number nine and my number nine is my Okay. Okay. So my 10 was my all. And okay. My number nine is Hero. 
Oh, that's really high for you. Not like your music bar. It's in the middle. Yeah, it's a little higher than the middle, I think. Yes. Okay, but I... Maybe this one was to please others a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really... So, Hero really does live in the live performances for me. But I threw Dream Lover down so low. I was kind of like, I need to give love to Music Box. Because this year... Remember on the album rankings, Music Box has fallen somewhere in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I really did want to show Music Box some love. And it's one of her her songs. Like, this is Mariah's song, you know? Like, this is that one of those songs you think of her. Or at Are least, you... like, regular people, you yeah, know? it's the signature song. One of, yeah, definitely. It's one of those signature songs. So I wanted to at least honor it in yeah. the top 10 of her 19 number ones. Because you know that it's performed at every single show. The first Caution tour I went to, I broke down crying, even though it wasn't even, like, my favorite song. Yeah. But I will say, Hero does live in the live performances, like Tokyo Dome and things of that nature. If the Tokyo Dome version was the album version, oh, girl, she'd be in the top five, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's not the case. So, Have you heard the re-recorded 2009 version of Hero? Yes. Yeah. I do like that one. It's not my favorite, but I like it. It's nice. I, I think for Hero, it just, from what we know as well, and what we've learned over I don't know why years, she doesn't come out and lip sync to that. I feel like Hero is the new vision of love. What? Yeah, like in live performances. I feel like that is now going to be the song she won't do fully lit. I mean, of course, like before she'd never done Vision of Love lit. It was always live. But Hero has had its lit moments. And I feel like at the moment, that's what we've got as our signature live piece, Hero. And it's probably not 100%, it's not 100% live, you know, which is a shame. I would take lip to tokyo dome over struggle 2023 that's just my opinion but personally or i would take 2008 re-recorded or pre-recorded you know i love a pre-recorded moment so number eight gia what's your number eight vision of love nice wasn't your last one vision of love or like two two ago so like my number 10 was vision of love yeah, I feel like we're ranking like within like two or three yeah. of each other for like this whole thing. Well, I'll just say this and then you can say why. I feel it's safe and significant and... Sacred? Sacred. Sentimental. That's the word I was looking for. Because it is a ballad. You can get tired of ballads pretty easy. It's a lot of vocal runs. And if if, if you have a very busy life, you know, that's not what you need on a day-to-day basis. It's a certain time. So where we're at now in time, it's nice to hold it so close where you're a little bit 50-50 and you can waver because where we're at, we're at now and she's not really seen it live, like the recording and any of the past live performances is pretty much it for us now. So why did you pick it as your number eight? Because to me, Vision of Love, while it is that, over overused pop girl audition song every time those beginning like chimes or whatever they are like it sounds like foggy mist is clearing and then the queen has arrived like every time i get like the queen has arrived from that song so it's just an iconic debut it's the original number one um it's the song that made me a huge lamb a huge fan of mariah to begin with 
Um, although it was a live performance, not going to lie. I've just spent so much time with Vision of Love that it is definitely the nostalgia talking. So I do love Vision of Love, but I miss Vision of Love. No shade, Mariah. I love you, girl, but I do miss Vision of Love. Okay, my number eight is One Sweet Day. And it's only so high because of the achievements of it. And it is nice when it comes on. And when it, especially when it comes on the radio over here or anywhere on television, any kind of like countdown on any music channels, if you're flicking through a channel, like, oh, God, Mariah's on. Like, especially over here, like the number ones aren't the number ones over here. We She has three number ones. And so to celebrate these 19 number ones is a UK lamb is really special because i'm glad she has that even though she doesn't have it over here so whenever she's on television for either her number ones or any of her non-number ones over here you know like one sweet day wasn't number one over here it's a big song and so it's always nice to celebrate so the achievement especially the boys to men vocals because when you listen to their vocals individually their vocals are absolutely insane like it's ridiculous how they layer and how their tones are so with mariah with them like it's it's beautiful so yeah this particular song whenever it comes on on my phone on the radio on television wherever even if i'm in a bloody shop and it's on in the shop like I, I'll stay in the shop until it's done because any Mariah moment, I'm going to hold with both hands. So, And that's One Sweet Day as your number eight. eight. Okay, that's really high, but I, I appreciate it. I do appreciate One Sweet Day. It's the achievement. It's the achievement. But we can move on to number seven. Okay. Yeah. You What's your first? number seven? You go first. <laughs> Always be my baby. Oh, mine's I'll be there. Oh, wow. That's really high. Yeah, but I'll always be my baby's really love for you. I find it boring these days. Yeah, overplayed. Overplayed. She overperformed it for a certain amount of time. I think she's kind of stopped that now. She's clearly been listening to people. But like, yeah, it's boring. It's very Sunday afternoon, doing nothing. It's all in the background. Vacuum in. Okay, so for me, I put I'll be there up high because... I shade her covers all the time, but this cover isn't on an album technically, and it's one that I actually really like. And for me, the vocals are soaring. I love MTV Unplugged. So I think I put it higher so I would listen to it more often because I really don't ever listen to I'll Be There that often or MTV Unplugged. But every time I go back, I get re-obsessed with it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why haven't I listened to MTV Unplugged? It's got Make It Happen on it, Can't Let Go. It's got a cute vision of love as well. Um, And I love I'll Be There. I'll Be There is like the cherry on top of the MTV Unplugged moment. And also it represents Mariah like kind of being appreciated as like a real singer for the first time. So it's big. And she's so big that it's a cover and it went number one. So I love that. I think for me, it's just like, not that I associate it with this, but you know, like Friends. I don't know if you've ever watched Friends or if you've ever been a fan of- The TV show? Yeah. Like- Yes, I've seen that show a few times, but I'm not the biggest fan. I know there's some huge fans of that show, like my sister was, but I am not. I used to be, and I've watched it over and over and over again, like before it was even on Netflix. I don't even know if it's still on Netflix because you watch it, you watch it, you watch it. Like you, you have gaps. And the only show it. I would watch 
over again is Desperate Housewives. <sighs> See, I like that with Sex in the City. I'm always watching it over and over again. Oh, okay. But- I could watch, yeah, I could watch Sex in the City again too. But Friends. But I don't think I could watch like right. friends over and over right. again like i feel like every episode's like so similar i mean i probably used to when there was probably not much else but like uh, or before i was like getting into sex in the city but like i feel like friends was that sunday lazy there's nothing else and it might still be for certain people i don't know but like i imagine that if it is on any streaming platform still it's that hungover kind of tv and back in the day when i was a kid and i used to really like enjoy because i kind of got like 50 percent of the jokes at the time and because i was what like i don't know how old i was but like young and i feel like i'll be there is that kind of like lazy day lazy sunday i'll be there just it's very much stuck in that time because of that. And it reminds me very much of like 1992 or three or even four, like of when it was probably being replayed on MTV and when Friends was on TV and when... And she's know, always performing it. And she's always performing it. So it always reminds me of that. And obviously if ever yeah. you see a Jackson 5 performance, it's always very retro from like way, 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 way back in the day. And it's just like... It's very much stuck in a time. I'm not expecting anybody to do like a zhuzhed up version for TikTok or anything because that would be horrendous. But like, I'm glad she's put it away for a moment. So maybe when she brings it out again, I'll be like, oh my God. I don't think she will. But I'll be like, oh my God, this was okay. I don't know. We'll see how we feel. But at the moment, I just feel it's 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 like with the other song. What was the other song I said? Like Emotions and Someday where it's stuck in that time. I would take an I'll Be There at a Christmas show. I feel like some lambs would be like, fuck no, Gia, stop. Because it's a cover. But I would take, I would maybe take an I'll Be There. She pulls out like, it gives me a Christmas vibe. I mean, it's a ballad. It's it's not as ballady as some of her other ballads, but like, it's still a ballad. I can see her in a red dress singing I'll Be There, pretty much, is what I'm yeah. saying. She only pulls out like the signature hits at Christmas shows just to, just to please people. Except the last show, she dragged out a lot of songs. So that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if the Christmas shows continue to be like half and half, because last year it was giving almost half and half, wasn't it? Yeah, she should do that a lot more. I think that's better because there's only like three, three songs when she came here the last time. She's not been here for a moment. But like, it was like hero we belong together and i think always be my baby what she did pull out the distance either that or emotions right oh she did actually i think the first year she it might have been four then so i think it was those three songs and emotions and then the next year caution came out so she did the distance instead of emotions or maybe it was instead of always be my baby i can't remember now but she did the distance anyway i remember that but I think she should continue to do more than just three songs because if you're only going to do Christmas shows, I think it would be good to cater to everyone. Exactly. Like she needs to make that her a little tour moment, but then she should only do the big cities if that's the case. If it's too much for her, then just do the big cities like she used to do. Okay, so let's move on to our number six. My number six is fantasy. Oh, that's quite low. Oh, I thought your fantasy would be lower than always be my baby because you've been saying for the past couple of years you're so over fantasy. I have been over fantasy, but I think, well, we'll get to my fantasy. Um, but what about your fantasy? Why is it so low? I bet your fantasy is literally number three. But... <laughs> Not quite, but we'll get there. 
fantasy is amazing. I love fantasy. I love the intro. I love um the vocals, the runs, the melismas. But this is the do to do song that I actually mm-hmm. love. So call back to Dream Lover at number 16. This one is giving me everything. It's a perfect car ride, summer jam moment, roller skating, dog walking, swimming, beaching, <laughs> like all of it. It's the perfect summer song. And everyone wants this song in their happy moment in the movie. Like this is just, it is literally like fairy dust and butterfly glitter sparkles encapsulated into a song. Like it's the whole summer in one song. Okay. My number six is Dream Lover. Is all I want for Christmas. No, Dream Lover. Oh, is it? Yeah. And that. I like Dream Lover because I like, I need a lover to give me. I just like the way it rides along and then the, the chorus, of course, comes in. And I don't mind that, ooh, ooh, baby. All that, it's very summer. It, again, it's stuck in a time, like it's not quite Sunday, but it's um very of a time and I still feel to listen to the song on its own the audio without the music video timeless but with the music video it's a little bit like I'm very aware that it's I don't know for me it's very Nickelodeon Cartoon Network MTV from back in the day like Disney channel yeah like the music video is definitely that but the song itself I absolutely love and for the time it was the shift or start at least of the shift because that was when the signature lead singles started to really happen and there was that formulaic approach to the lead songs and then and it, the remixes and the remixes and then it really exploded with fantasy and onwards so yeah i feel like dream lover is a class act i will always love dream lover it might not always stay at my number six it could go up a little bit i doubt it but it might go lower i don't know it depends how i feel but at the moment it's my number six If we were counting the remixes, it would rank so much higher for me, definitely. But just this version, this regular schmegular, it's just really not my thing at all. But I can appreciate some Dream Lover, too. I can definitely appreciate some Dream Lover. And especially the bit where it's like, baby, come and take me away. And how a vocal does that away and the recording if the album version was giving juicy oh it would be way higher it would be so much higher for me i mean that would be a, a cute vibe i mean i would have taken that if it was a remix somewhere but like let's face it this album was trying to appeal to like everyone and it ended up appealing to a certain type of becky and Susie. yeah so Dream Love is a nice song. It could have been way bigger. It has a really nice sample in it as well. But um, I think it's okay. Six is a nice spot for Dream Lover to sit at right now for me. Okay. My number five, I feel like you're going to be shook. I don't want to cry. I'm not shook, actually. Mine was so low, and I was surprised mine was so low. And I don't think mine will stay there either, because I always love it when that song comes on on my phone, on the vinyl. I'm always like trying to sing along because obviously it starts off quite deep so I can do that. But like, (laughs) I do like that song. Why did you rank it so high? I've just been listening to it a lot lately. And I was thinking about that Spanish guitar. And I was thinking about my all and I don't want to cry. 
And I was like, well, should I put, I don't want to cry down here. And my all up here. Cause I definitely used to listen to and sing my all way more, way more, way more. I thought about that live performance of, I don't want to cry at Tokyo dome. And yeah. Yeah. Just, I know she doesn't really love, I don't want to cry that much. But I love I Don't Want to Cry. The Spanish guitar in the beginning, the runs, the low notes, everything about this song is just, it's giving diva before she was. So I don't know. I just have found like more of an appreciation for it over the last couple of years. And eventually I'm sure it'll rank lower one day, but I have been in a debut mood. So, yeah. I mean, I think it is a little bit standalone because it's not so... It's not really in the same vein as Vision of Love. I feel like Love Takes Time kind of is a little bit, even though it isn't subject matter or even the style. I think it's more of the vocal approach. I've always I've always felt like a, there was a place in my heart for I Don't Want to Cry. And I feel it just gets so forgotten about that I probably forgot about it a little bit, which is why it ranked so low. And I just thought, oh, okay, there's that one. But it's not, it doesn't deserve to be a number one because I feel like in a way it does. And it would be up there with Cry Baby and all those other songs had it not been. Oh my God. Just that beginning where it goes like, and then boom, baby, boom, boom, boom. Oh, like yeah. all of it. With the wind swooping, it kind of just could be like, whoosh, goes, as if she is the wind swooping, as if she's kind of like being brought down by the element. It is kind of like that. And I, what you said earlier about it, not necessarily tying in in terms of like the time of her life or subject matter with my all and all that, but because of the Spanish element of the Spanish guitar, I've always put it with them in terms of like listening to them obviously of course we have our Derek Jeter collection episode and it's not included in there but um because it's not one like my all and after tonight and I only wanted but in a way in in terms of sound it it's up there with them even though we don't know who it's about all right did you say your number five not yet what is it my number five is all about the Christmas issue that's my number four. So let's talk about it together. It nearly wasn't so high because I thought it's Christmas. Like people are so sick of it, yet people love it. And I feel like it's a 50-50 thing. It's not even 50-50 because those people that say they're sick of it, whenever it gets around to like November, December, they like it when it comes on. And maybe like a week before Christmas, they're like, oh, I've had enough of this. But if it came on on Christmas Day, if you've got family coming over and you're playing that that Christmas cd that you've got free with the magazine or whatever like it's gonna have that on there and so you're gonna listen to it or you're gonna sing it when you're drunk with your family or friends or whatever i don't know it's that song everyone loves to hate but everyone really loves it so because of the next songs it had to be here and i'm glad she got for it as me, a 19th number one okay yes for me it's everything you just said plus the fact that it is the 19th number one it was 25 years since we got it but if you take away the queen of christmas thing if you take away the rest of these number ones this was mariah's like only number one song fucking banger mm -hmm. like this song by itself so intricate so much going on so many little like embellishments and just little ornate moments that happen before she's really into the whole layering thing mm. might i add this song is so uppity so fun it's almost like a summer jam except it's christmas like it's such a big bop and a big banger i'm never upset or angry or sad listening to, to this song 
And I wanted to add, I did listen to the Christmas album recently and I had a blast listening to it. So putting my whole Christmas stuff aside, I did want to give this song its flowers and wanted to show it some respect. Yes, it's played the fuck out. Yes, I wish Mariah did more than just Christmas right now. Yes, I want a new fucking album, but take all of that away. All I Want for Christmas is an amazing song. It is where it is right now for a reason. You can't take it away from her. So that's why she's number four on my list and number five on Garrett's. So what's your number four? Okay, my number four (laughs) is We Belong Together. It's very high. (laughs) It's very high because it's a song that when it comes on, obviously not on your phone if it's on the counter and, you know, it's not plugged into a device or connected to a device and it's on its own it's playing and you're just wiping the surfaces or whatever it is that you're doing you know and it's just there you put it down no it's not it has to be through earphones in the car with every element of the song the bass the drum beats the piano the vocals everything has to be pumping boom 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 like it has to be like that and of course it was a long running number one for her which is great and at the time i've said this before the emancipation of mimi is a huge epic moment because of the timing of it and the album's good as well like if emancipation of mimi didn't exist it would probably my top album the album's really good what do you mean it's your favorite it's my favorite album yeah no yeah i played it down a little bit it is my favorite if it didn't exist my favorite album probably would be Butterfly, but with everything that is happening with the Emancipation of Mimi, the songs, and everything around the time frame of it, like, you know, people were counting around, oh, you know, whatever about her, and then she comes out with this album and this song, it's just like, like, I mean, I would have bought the album anyway, I would have probably been living for the album anyway, but the fact that this song is on it, it's like absolutely iconic, and it's all the achievements that this song has got for her, like, was it Song of the Decade? It got, like, 14 yep. weeks at or was it 60 i can't remember how many weeks at number one i think it was like 14 it was either like 12 then got knocked down then went back up and got two more or yeah. like it was 14 then got knocked down then went back up and got two more something like that i think i That's don't funny. know i'm not a huge chart girl like i was when i was the, uh, a a baby lamb <laughs> um yeah me too yeah no but- i don't really pay attention to that but when it comes on, like I said earlier, about when when you're playing it on certain devices, on sound systems, whatever that might be, like you can't just put it down and let it play. You have to connect it. When it connected and you listen to everything in its full glory, it's not a song I can just go to the next. I usually listen to this song three times in a row. That's a lot of we belong together. <laughs> I always have to go back. I just do. It's the beats and her vocals and the drama. Of I this. might replay the big part yeah. again, but I like when she go. You know what I'm when she goes yeah. into the big when she goes crazy. Yeah, I think that's part of it for me because at the time, like I was expecting more downplayed vocals, and the fact that we got some really good vocals, I think it was just such a huge thing. I wasn't expecting this song when the Emancipation Baby came out. And when I heard it, I was just like, as soon as she starts singing that first verse, I thought, oh my God. And it just got better from there on. And then with all the achievements, I just thought, of course. And for me, it's always been such a strong, rooted place for me in my heart. So if it comes on, it's getting played an extra two times after it's finished. Okay, so do you want to try and guess my number three? It's fantasy. 
Yeah. Okay, then it's honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess mine? <gasps> Always be my baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Always okay. be my baby. <gasps> I have to have honey here because of course, like iconic and it will waver around but iconic because of like this is when she really got going like she got the budget she got the great songs it's like icon like already cemented but like here we go that video yeah crazy 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 yeah okay and for always be my baby i had to put it up this high because it's one of those do-to-do songs that i love and it's just one of those more casual songs like there's not a ton of these number ones that's like, okay, I could just walk through the park and like listen to this and be feeling casual, like f- feeling on the inside what I'm doing on the outside. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like when I'm like having fantasy in my earphones walking through the park on the inside, I'm like, yes, girl, yes. Like, <laughs> you know, like always be my baby is just more neutral. It's more, it still has those vocals and everything going on in it. But it is, I don't know like how to Sunday it's, morning. It's easy like the Sunday morning, like you said. But that's what I like about it. I like yeah. that it's just more chill. I get that. It's very anthemic as well. It's very anthemic. Like, yes. And yes, because we can all do the do to do. But even that do-to-do chorus, do-to-do. you will always be a part of me. I'm part of you. I'm part of you. We all have that with someone. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it's a. It sounds parental almost. I feel like it resonates more with probably mums or maybe dads. I do see moms using this on Instagram reels all yeah. the time. We I mean, need to do a, an "Always Be My Baby" break breakdown because we do. I don't think it's a sad song. Someone's left someone, but the other person is feeling hopeful because of the connection they have. So I wouldn't even say hopeful. I think that it's, which I know I'm that good that, I know I'm yeah. so good that you're coming back. Like, she, Mariah knows she's that bitch, you know? And I feel, but without being cocky either. Yeah. Like, it's like, now you want to be free, so I let you fly. It's very butterfly, but less emotional. Now you want to be free, so I let you fly, because I know in my heart our love will never die. So I feel like it's it's definitely, they're not together anymore, but that love will always be there. You'll always be a part of me. I'm part of you indefinitely, you know? So there's the joy in, we had that moment. That moment lives forever. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to be back also. So it's like more than one thing going on. But I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, it's a very good song. And I'm glad it was so high for you in the in the ranking and um, i'm a little bit d- disappointed in myself it's so low because it is a song i can listen to when that beat hits that boom, like oh my god it's amazing like that that tinkling intro like it, there, there's so many good elements to this song but it's just there's so many other resonant stronger songs that always be my baby could in, but only by comparison be easily pushed down not to be forgotten about but just to be in the background a little bit more because it doesn't it's not as um racy as the other songs like that we'll you know we'll get it get into but like it's very important mariah carey song and i feel in a way it's up there with the the bops as much as it is the ballads like with hero like with honey fantasy you know it 
stands the test of time. It's timeless, definitely. The song is timeless. I'd say, yeah. Like there's been there's been a, only a few covers of it. Not and the many. remixes. Gosh, we didn't even get into the remixes. Are so good, and the live performances are so cute yeah. as well. Not so much nowadays. Put the kids away, Mariah. But I really do <laughs> love the Tokyo Dome performances. The Madison Square Garden. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good song. All right, what's your number two, Boo? My number two is Fantasy. And that's probably all of them. Probably all of them, but mainly the OG version. I do love Fantasy. I love Fantasy. I'm not even going to knock you. Mine was number six. It could have been higher, probably. I agree with where it is on your list, for sure. It's such a signature song. It's such a roller coaster of sounds. It's a great video, obviously, that complements that. So, and that feeling, you know, that feeling when you're, when you have a crush or when you're infatuated with somebody, or even when you actually like get in with somebody, or even when you're falling in love with somebody, it's all those butterfly, you know, racy feelings. And the, the song, the lyrics, the video, everything works together as a whole moment, metaphorically however you want to look at it and it's insane vocally like come on like it's amazing to listen to it's insane vocally but she delivers it in a way that is like looks like it's easy for her looks very effortless which is crazy because we know that song is not giving effortless darling exactly but so my number two is honey and i ranked my top two this high because I feel like Honey should be the new fantasy. I feel like fantasy is always online. It's always having a moment. It's all, everyone is always doing that. But I feel like Honey deserves, huh? It's always in a movie. (laughs) It's always in a movie. But I feel like where is Honey? Where is the respect for Honey? Because I know this could be a popping off viral moment. It's such a festive song. It's still giving summer. It's still fun. It's just a little bit more sexy and a little bit more raunchy than fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantasy is like high school crush and honey is giving. I'm in my 20s and it's summer vacation and I'm about to, you know, swipe. Wait, is it right or left? I'm about to swipe right a couple of times on Tinder and have a good time down by the <laughs> river, bitch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or at the club, you know. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere that's uh, achievable. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, you know, the bathroom at the pizza shop. <laughs> what? <laughs> the bathroom at the pizza shop. <laughs> that's giving very Butterfly album, so. <laughs> yeah. Derek Jeter, huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, this says, I feel like Honey, up to probably this point, I feel like people know it. It's it's not easy forgettable as a song, but I feel like it's a song that people have easily forgotten, if that makes sense. Not that it's easy forgettable, because when it comes on, and I know when I used to work in hospitality, it's been a moment, but like when I used to work in hospitality, I noticed whenever Honey came on, which wasn't very often, there were some of these young girls at the time bopping along, bubbling along to it, singing some of the lyrics while they're waiting for their drinks, you know. And there's people on the dance floor, you see people around, and I was always like watching whenever Mariah Carey bop came on always watching around i always take note now as well to see what people are like when songs come on it's always interesting i feel like honey even after all these years it's still 
for the general public, a slow burner to become that huge bot that everyone's like, oh my God, I remember this, you know, to bring it back. Not necessarily saying it was a slow burner before, but to bring it back. And I do feel like it deserves its return a little bit. I do think it deserves a resurgence. It's still one of those 90s bangers. It really is. It's just a cuter, more R&B and raspy version of Honey. So, sluttier too. Yeah, definitely. Well. Well. (laughs) Do you want to say it? I think it's obvious. (laughs) What? I think it's obvious at this point. (laughs) Yes. I'm shook that our number one was the same, but at when I, when we started getting to the top five, I was like, I feel like our top three is going to be similar. But then when you said honey, I was like, okay, well, I know where fantasy is then. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I was not surprised by your top three. And I'm certainly not surprised that you're number one. <laughs> Are you surprised at number one? I think it's a 50-50 thing. I kind of am, but not really. Because I was expecting Honey to be your number one, or possibly the OG Fantasy. So I was quite surprised that Fantasy was quite low by comparison to what you've said before in the past. So yeah, I think I am surprised that our number one is your number one. Yes, it is. But (laughs) I always go back and forth with Honey and Heartbreaker. But the biggest thing for me is the layered vocals Mm -hmm. and the whistle notes at the end. Honey is amazing and I love it so much, but Heartbreaker is literally a roller coaster of emotions and vocals and harmonies and layers. And it's giving more of a butterfly layered track than than Honey is giving layers, you know? Like, Honey is amazing and I love that song so much. But Heartbreaker, I will get up and start dancing and like freaking out. And yeah, do you get what I mean? Yeah, Heartbreaker has... I don't know. There's just something about it. You can literally like just bop along to it. Like you can nod your head. You can swing your hips. Uh, it, you can even like do a slut drop if you're really feeling it. You know, you can you can, you can do whatever. I just love Heartbreaker, and it doesn't matter if it's the original version or the remix. I feel like the remix version is probably a bit more for the dance floor for a slow burn at the beginning of the night. But like, there's just something about that. Give me a love. Give me a love. I just, I don't know. I just love that. It holds a special place in my heart because of like my journey and stuff of becoming a lamb and a person, you know, but it, it's just everything to me. The vocals of how they change from like a regular to the harmonizing to the chorus to the crescendo. And the whispery vocals and the belts. Yeah. Like it's, it's all. And it's, She's, she hits some fucking high notes in that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and not even just the whistles. Yeah, it's such a like it's a shame to be like when you just walk through the cinema doors. Like it's just this song is everything. It has everything. It's perfect. It's perfect. And it's not as bopalicious as honey or fantasy. It's a little bit more of a slightly down tempo, but it's still a bop. It's surprising again. I can literally hear glitter. Like yeah do you like I can hear glitter like yeah. when I listen to that song I can I can see I can hear and see sparkles like yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah yeah it literally has, I can hear sparkles it has such a magnetic um pull when you hear it you know it might just be the like the give me your love and the boy if I 
do like I don't know there's just something that's so like it pulls you in I remember the first time I heard it I was just like what is this and I found it, it was, I didn't even I mean, did I know it was right I can't remember if I knew it was right Carrie but then I just thought okay I'm in because of everything I'd heard before I thought right yeah and that that was it like I'm, I'm buying everything that's Mariah Carey at this point it, it was crazy time for me so this song will always 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 be at least in the top two I don't think it's going out of my top two I feel like honey what you said is true like it could have been honey but I always go back and forth between honey and heartbreaker those are those have always been my two favorite number ones from Mariah because they're both giving more layered moments but heartbreaker has the whistles and those amazing lyrics and that sample is amazing and the both of them have amazing samples and amazing yeah. music videos and they're both giving diva an extra but Heartbreaker just has that that certain thing that just puts it a, like one hair above honey for me. And that's enough to put it at number one. So Heartbreaker. <laughs> I'm so happy that we, we decided. I wasn't expecting that from you. I kind of thought mine was a little bit predictable. I thought, okay, anybody who's listened to me like rant on and go on tangents about this will be like okay guys is gonna be heartbreaker and I, I i wasn't i wasn't really expecting yours to be heartbreaker like i said so that's kind of nice yeah i i <laughs> knew yours was gonna be heartbreaker i knew it was gonna be heartbreaker but i i figured you would think mine would be honey yeah but... I, I was assuming something yes. like honey or fantasy i was like it's gonna be one of those yeah but no, it's it's usually up there with honey or heartbreaker. So I'm shocked that all we, all I want for Christmas is so high on my list. Yeah. Um I was number five. And I'm shocked I'll be there is as high, to be honest. But when I really started putting the list together, I was like, no, it deserves it. It definitely does. Um I mean it's been a moment since she's pulled it out. Remember we were talking probably a year or so ago and we're like, she needs to like drop that as well as touch my body or we were talking about that. also our first our top number one is a rainbow song and the bottom number one is a rainbow song <laughs> that's yeah i didn't even really realize that that's true yeah and we both have the same 19 and the same number one so yeah well that's why we're doing a podcast together i guess <laughs> i don't know even though we're so like different on other things like there's still like a similarity there like oh that's kind of cute for our little number one's ranking yeah i'm happy how it went i was a i'm not gonna lie i was a little surprised with this little midsection like my all getting number 10 that's really low for me i really a, a, if this was a couple years ago i'm sure it would have been way higher yeah definitely yeah, I feel like mine probably would have fell more in line with the number ones, like how they were. Obviously, like a few twist, like not twisted, but a few switched out because of Don't Forget About Us, I'll Be There and Thank God I Found You. Like I probably would have switched them out a lot more, but like they'd be at the bottom. I think it, it does depend. But the thing is like Heartbreak, when it's, when it's played a lot, it's never overplayed for me. Fantasy when it's over, when it's been overplayed lately, it's been everywhere without when doing you much. said when you said I need to listen to We Belong Together multiple times, that's how yeah. Heartbreaker is for me. Like Heartbreaker, I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to hear all of those layers again. Yeah, I kind of get like that, especially like I probably skip more back to the bit where it's like, oh, but like, or the rap. 
Oh, the rap. I probably have to go. I, I listen to Heartbreaker a lot, like a lot. I, on its own, I don't necessarily repeat it so much because I do listen to it a lot, but I never get bored of it. Whereas We Belong Together doesn't come on so much and I don't search for it so much. So when it comes on and I hear the glory of all of it, I have to go back again. And then when it gets to the end of the second time, I have to go back again for a third time. And funnily enough, my partner's the same now. Whenever it comes on in the car or even at home, he's like, can you put it on again? And he listens to it three times in a row as well. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's a little bit too much. We belong together for me. <laughs> but today i could listen to i could listen to it's like that three times me too but not in the i same could listen way. to oh bitch you know i could listen to say the night three times yeah that's another one i could probably skip back to the crescendo i could probably listen to it a few times actually did you just say skip stay the night to no, the crescendo skip, i'm sorry no not skip but uh, when you go back to the crescendo search back whatever it's called on your phone i don't know when you uh, you go back to the crescendo you know what i mean i'm thinking cd player in my head oh or whatever it is i can't remember the words but the bit where she starts to go yeah like all that like i could listen to that all the time but yeah that's our ranking we're done i guess with that i think we did good all right you guys thank you so much for enjoying this episode of the obsessed podcast and we hope you liked our little tea with the doll and we hope you enjoyed our little number one ranking as well if you enjoyed this episode you can follow us on instagram subscribe to our podcast all at the Obsessed Podcast. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.